Tony's a leader. He's a, he's a leader and he leads quietly. Sometimes he leads from the back, but he's a leader of men and influencer of men. And we love you, brother. So love amen. you. Praise God. <laughs> Oh, you going to stand right here? Unless you want me to go sit down. Okay. You got this? I, I, I know where you're at if I need you. I'll try not to speak as long as Pastor Mark preaches, but hey. Um, I appreciate y'all letting me talk for a little bit. Um, my name's Tony Reeves, of course. Um, I came from a good home. My mom and daddy raised me in church. Um, I knew right from wrong, and uh, they instilled that in me. And um, it did well through high school. Um, had a scholarship to go to college, and I messed that up. And uh, always, you know, drank and smoked pot in high school. And that was just th the majority of what we did. Never did any harsh drugs. Um, never knew what they were. And uh, so about, I don't know, 15 years ago, I started taking pain pills. The doctor got me on pain pills. So I was taking pain pills. And... Uh, took those and I uh, thought I had a handle on everything and I did. Um, my dad passed 27 years ago, which that just really, um, that hurt. But being the man of the family, I had to suck it up, as they say, and move on. And I had a mother and a, and a sister that I had to take care of or felt like I had to take care of. And uh, so uh, I, in the pain pill, Addiction just kind of got worse and worse, and I didn't, I didn't really see it. I don't guess, but it did, and uh, so I had a chance to get clean, and I did for a short time, and then I went back again. And uh, so I had a friend of mine tell me, he said, "Well, you know, you're spending all this money on pain pills. This is what you need to do." Well, made sense to me at the time, but he introduced me to heroin. Biggest mistake I ever made. Um, if anybody thinks that they can do it one time and go back, you can't do it. It's a big lie. Huge lie. It wrecked my life. Totally. Um, my, one of my best friends, which was my sister, she passed away three years ago. Pastor Mark preached her funeral. And that was my start of my downfall, badly. I was mad at God. I don't know if anybody's ever been mad at God, but I was mad at God. I quit coming to church. Um, just, I thought he had wronged me. Um, and I just, uh, in the meantime, after that, I lost two cars, lost a house, lost three jobs, all because of drugs. But I still couldn't see that. You know, I thought, I, got, I still got a handle on this. Well, I didn't. And uh, so, um, this rocked on for a, uh, I guess a couple of years and uh, I got clean and then I went back and I got clean and I went back and um, my mom passed away so I'm thinking you know I'm asking God God why are you doing this you know it's what have I done in my life I know I hadn't been perfect but what have I done to warrant all this please tell me let me stop let me do something different and uh, the drug abuse just got worse and worse one of the reasons I quit coming to church was not only was I mad at God, but maybe this is silly, but I ain't never told too many people this, but uh, 
I didn't feel it right to have to get up in the morning and do a shot of heroin to not be sick and come to church. I didn't feel like I belonged in, the God, in God's house. Now, maybe that's when I should have been here. I mean, you know, maybe God, you know, that, that may have been the perfect time for me to be here, but I didn't feel like that was right. So, um, I got sick last year, um, and I had a condition called C. diff. If anybody's ever heard of it, it's a lower intestinal infection. And uh, on top of that, I had infection in my heart, and it came from shooting dope. And they didn't even know if I was going to make it or not. Well, I didn't give up. I didn't tell the Lord, I'm ready to go home. Just let me go. I want to be with my family. I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of the world. I'm just tired of everything. Well, obviously, God wasn't ready for me. And he kept me. He saved me for a reason. And the surgeon told me, he said, well, you know, I'm going to fix you, and I'm going to fix you one time and one time only. I don't do do-overs. And uh, I stayed in the hospital for two months. It's embarrassing to tell, but the day that I got out, where do you think I went? Right back to doing what I was doing, with no regard. While I was in the hospital, my best friend that I grew up with was also in UAB. I was in Princeton. He had the same problem I have as far as heart problem. He passed away. So here it is, everybody that I knew was dying. So, you know, I still felt like, God, why are you, you know, why are you punishing me? Um, I got, you've always heard this, the saying that you've got to hit rock bottom before you can come up. Well, that's, I was so low, I couldn't go from side to side. I couldn't, I didn't have anywhere to go but up. I laid in my bed at my house for three days with nothing to eat, no money, sick. I cried and I prayed for three days. And I guess it was the Lord, I think it was God, that told me, said, there's somebody out there that can help you. Get up and go. And I walked from my house to the foundry. And it was on Wednesday, and I got there, and for some reason there was nobody in the, in the office that could help me that day. And they said, well, you're going to have to come back tomorrow. So I went back home, went back to bed, and went back the next day. And when I walked in, I forgot who it was. I think it was Jeremy Flagstall said, well, you must be serious about this. I said, yes, I am. And as I was in the intake area, or I was in the office and we were doing the intake, Jackie Gann stuck his head in the door and he said, what in the world are you doing here? And I put my head down and he said, it don't matter. He said, I can pull your application and I know all the answers. He said, how long do you plan on being here? And I said, well, how long do you need me here? He said, I want one year. I said, you got it. He said, good answer. He said, I'll talk to you later. Well, since then, we've talked several times. <laughs> but uh, in a good way, in a good way, thank goodness. I know Jackie gets the reputation. If you have to go see Jackie, you're in trouble. But knock on wood, I hadn't gotten in too much trouble. But um, first two or three days there, I... I didn't know if I was going to make it. Um, I tried to walk off. I wanted to walk off. And I had, luckily, I had people there that put their arm around me and said, no, brother, you, no, you're not going nowhere. Come on, you're going with us. Come on, you're staying here. And as time went by, it got easier and easier. 
and now I wouldn't think of going anywhere else. Uh, I made a commitment, I'm going to stick it out. Um, I got involved with a wonderful bunch of brothers called the Bearded Brotherhood. Um, for any of you that don't know who we are and what we do, we, uh, we put people, we raise money to put people into the foundry that, in other words, couldn't afford to be put in there. We raise their antique fee, intake fee, and we pay it for them. We've put over 16 people in the, yes. Um, we have cookouts, we have, we sell t-shirts, we do anything we can do to make money, raise money. And we put over 16 people in the um, foundry. We've um, raised over $5,000. Our big brother, who is World Exit Ministries, partnered with us. I think they've raised over $250,000. And uh, so, you know, that's the least I can do for somebody that, because when I got there, I didn't have any money. And somebody stepped up and put me in, paid my money. And when I went in, it's now the, the intake fee is four ninety-five. When I got there and went in, it was $1,000. So somebody ponied up $1,000 not even knowing me. I guess saw something in me like, hey, this, this guy right here is serious about this. And, uh, you know, I, I've let enough people down and owe a lot of apologies. Uh, number one, I had to apologize to God. And I'll tell you, if you've ever had to apologize to God, that's hard to do. <laughs> but he, he accepted my apology. He knew where my heart really was. I just, uh, I was confused and uh, had to realize that, you know, it's just part of life. You know, we're all, our, our names are written in the book of life and when it's our time, it's our time. And, uh, but um, I, I feel like that, like I said, I feel like I was given another chance to, to get it right and I want to do something to help people if I can keep one person off of drugs, I, I've, I've managed to, you know, I've fulfilled my goal, if, if I can do something. Um, because it's, uh, I've always heard that, you know, drugs are no good, drugs are no good. Believe me, drugs are no good. There's nothing good come from it at all. Um, you lose everything you got, and I did. So I'll be starting all over again, which I can do that. I'm smart, I, you know. I'm an electrician, I can make money. And I've made it before, and I'll make it again. Um, but, you know, I, I look back on the things that I had and just shake my head and go, you know, what, what came over me? Um, I let the enemy get a hold of me. And uh, instead of following what I should have followed, I uh, followed the wrong thing. So uh, now I can just say, devil, get, get behind me, because God's in front of me, and, and uh, that's where he's going to stay. And uh, Pastor Mark came to see me in the hospital uh, this last time, right before, I think, a couple of three weeks before I went to the foundry. And uh, I laid, laid in the bed and I cried. I think one of the first questions I asked him, I said, Pastor Mark, am I saved? And he looked at me and he said, well, of course you are. What makes you think? And just... You know, I guess I was, I guess I was worried about dying, not being saved. And 
you know, he told me, he said, well, just when you get better, you come, come home. He said, you've always got a home, a heritage. You've got people that love you and a family there. Don't, you know, you know your, your blood family may be gone, but, you know, you've got a family. And uh, that meant a lot. When he left, I, I felt a little better that day. And uh, it's, been a, it's been a long, rough ride. And uh, only brighter days ahead. Um, that uh, I don't, uh, I don't ever want to go back there. And when I, you know, and I think the, the, um, my deterrent will be just simply to stop and think of where I was at, and what happened, for me to know then that wait a minute, that's you don't even, that's not even consideration. You know, why, why would you, why would you even consider that? And, uh, and I won't. <laughs> Um, I hear a lot of people talking at the foundry about, oh, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I just, you know, I try to shake my head and go, no, that, you know, that, that's not even a good idea. That's, that, you know, don't even entertain that thought. And, um, you know, we have to leave every day. And uh, just, uh, I guess they're not tired. They're not tired enough. I got tired. And uh, I want to say I wised up, but uh, I hope I have. <laughs> Um, I've been several years not being very wise, but um, I, I'm, I'm on the road to recovery. I'm on a better, I got God now, and uh, Pastor Mark baptized me. I, I, I got baptized back when I was 12 years old, I guess, a little church we grew up in. And I just felt like it was, um, I needed to be baptized again, and, and I needed to get my, my heart right with God. And uh, so we have water baptism at, at um the foundry about once a month. Bryce does it there. No reflection on Bryce. I love Bryce to death. He's my buddy. And, uh, but I just, I wanted Pastor Mark to do it. I, I just, you know, uh, John the Baptist, he wasn't around, so I think Pastor Mark would be the second best. And uh, <laughs> so, um, but um, this, I'll, sh- I'll hush in a minute. I got to tell this quick story that when I got to the foundry, it's kind of embarrassing too, but I guess I've embarrassed myself, so it don't matter. I can tell a little bit more. When my mom passed away, we uh, I had her cremated. Well, being that I'm on and I was as strung out as I was, I brought her ashes home with me, intending to bury them, scatter them. What my aunt and I were going to get together. Well, the time never came, and so I kept the ashes. So when I went to the foundry, thinking, and I left everything I had at the house, everything I owned, except for just what few clothes I carried. And I got there, and it dawned on me, and I thought, oh, my God, what am I going to do? They're there. I'm here. And once you get to the foundry, they don't let you just leave. You're there. You're there. You leave. It's over with, which is a good thing. So I didn't know anybody to talk to but Brother Bryce. <laughs> And I told him the situation, and he said, don't worry about it, I'll handle it. I said, well, you can carry me. No. He said, I'm not carrying you nowhere. He said, you're staying here, I'll handle it. So Bryce goes to my house and gets my mother's ashes. And until I get out of here, they're housed on a shelf in Jackie's office. And they're marked they're, they're Mama. <laughs> so when I have to go to go to Jackie's office, I can at least look up and say, hey, Mom. 
And uh, yeah, so that's kind of embarrassing, but I took care of business like I should have, but I didn't. One of those things that, you know, we don't do. <clears throat> Bless her heart, I hope when I get to heaven, she'll say, well, it's okay. Because <laughs> I know she's up there looking down, hoping she's proud of me now, because I know she hadn't been proud of me. Uh, I know she hadn't. But anyway, I want to say thank y'all and God bless y'all and my brothers, all my bearded brothers out there, they're, they're wonderful. And uh, you got a bad day or something, go find one of them. They'll put their arm around you, pray with you, cry with you, laugh with you. They're there. And uh, it's a wonderful organization. And what we do is, uh, like I said, we put people in the organization that can't, that can't otherwise afford it. And I wish we could, you know, I wish we could put a hundred a week in there because it's needed. But, um, you know, the people that really want it, and you can tell people want it, you know who you can spend money on. And uh, so uh, we're trying to make a difference. All right. Well, thank you all very much. That's good stuff. Praise God. Um, oh, I guess I need to be a, a wee bit careful here, but um, amen. Another son of heritage is, uh, is coming to the foundry tomorrow. Um, his first name is Lee. Since we're recording this, I, I'll just say that. Um, and uh, amen. You... Heritage folks, you will recognize our brother. That was, I talked to him today. He made, made, a, made a trip up here today. And, um, and he'll be coming in sponsored through World Exit Ministries. And um, um, So anyway, it's just a, it's a beautiful thing. 